We're going to be looking at Mark, the book of Mark, and this is what we've been going through on Wednesday nights, and so I just kind of took the lessons that we've been doing on Wednesday night, kind of combined them, looked through them, and thought, where, where could we go this morning? And we're going to look in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41 is where we're going to be today. Familiar, familiar passage. This is Jesus calming the storm. And I think a lot of us know this. Uh, if we were ever in Sunday school or vacation Bible school, familiar story. But you can also find this narrative in Matthew chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. We're going to look at Mark today. Okay, so let's get a start here uh, of to, as we look into this text. Let's get a little background in Mark. In chapter 3 of Mark, we find the crowds of people following Jesus. He's a popular guy. And we see him sending out the 12 to preach. And they're to cast out, preach and cast out demons as they go to town to town. And in chapter 4, we find him with a run-in with the teachers of the law. And they accuse Jesus of being possessed by demons, even though it was Jesus who was casting them out. And so some, you can see some contention starting to build in the gospel here. And we get to, to the end in chapter 4. We see Jesus telling parables to the crowd and explaining to the disciples that these parables are about his kingdom and what that means and who he is. And that brings us then to the passage that we want to look at this morning and see who this guy Jesus is. Who is this? And so that's where we're at this morning. If you've turned to chap, uh, Mark chapter 4, look at verse 35 there, and we're going to read down through this. So Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. Like I said, familiar passage in verse 35. Got a crowd of people standing around. The Jesus says, get in the boat. Let's go. Everybody in the boat, we're headed to the other side. And so the one thing that I picked up out of verse 35, it says that day when evening came, right? So now it's not just a, there's a crowd, and it's not just they're getting in a boat. They're getting in a boat in the evening. It's starting to get dark out, right? The, the day's coming to an end. And that event, that thing right there, that getting dark will add an extra element to what's going to happen as we go through this story. And so, verse 36, that's what they do. They get in that boat. It says, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with them. And so that's what they do. Multiple boats, they set out that evening on the Sea of Galilee, headed across to the other side. Now, just to give us some context here, the Sea of Galilee is like 64 square miles. If you live in this township, Cooper Township is 41 square miles. So it's a fair size body of water. If you could imagine getting out in the middle of Cooper Township, stay stand at the township building up the road and be surrounded by water, 
for the rest of the township, that's the Sea of Galilee. It's about how big it is. And oddly enough, it's kind of sort of almost the same shape. It's a little more round than Cooper Township. But that gives you an idea of the size of this body of water. Now, in verse 37, it says, a furious squall came up. Now, it's not just some rain, right? They're in a boat. We have Jesus in the boat, disciples, other boats around. A furious squall come up, not just rain, but a dangerous storm. And remember, it's, it's evening, right? Have you ever, the light is fading. It's a dark and stormy night, right? Sounds like a uh, storybook getting ready to start, but it's not. This is real, right? This is a real thing. They're getting caught in a storm on a, on a lake. And if you've ever been in a boat, in a storm, on a lake, even in the daytime, it's scary, right? It's not a fun experience to be in a storm in a boat. They're in a storm in some big water at night. It's dark, and there's waves and lightning and wind, and it's, it's scary, right? They probably, if you put yourself in their position, it's dark, stormy, big water, they probably don't even know which direction to aim for help, right? They're probably getting spun around in this boat, have no clue which way to even go to get to the shore. And that's the situation they're in. And if there's ever a perfect scenario for confusion and fear, this is it. You're in a big body of water, dark, stormy, scary, the boat's starting to swamp. The second part of verse 37 there, it says, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. The waves are filling up the boat. It's going to sink, and they're going to drown. Is it time to start panicking? Yeah, it's, start, it's time to start getting nervous, right? It's start time. If you want to be scared and panicky, you're in a, now it's dark, you're in a storm, and your boat's sinking, right? It's panic time, and that's what the disciples do. They start panicking. Now, in verse 38, this is where this story gets interesting, right? In verse 38, it says, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, right? Big storm going on, he's asleep. Disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, when I read that, I, I, is Jesus panicking? Now, He's asleep. The disciples are panicking, but Jesus, he's, he's not panicking. He's asleep. And so the disciples wake him up. They ask him this question that I kind of find ironic. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Hmm. Who are they talking to? Jesus, right? Talking to Jesus. Does Jesus care if they drown? Yes, he cares, right? He cares about them. Does Jesus care? Yeah, it's Jesus. He's the one. And think about this. Where, where is Jesus headed at this point, right? Why is he here? He's headed to the cross, right? He's headed to go to the cross to pay for people's sins. If he's so care, if he cares so much about that that he would go to the cross and die, this question, does he care? Yeah, he cares. He cares that they're going to drown. And so, don't be too hard on these disciples, right? We, we think it's kind of obvious, right? Oh, does Jesus care? Yes, Jesus cares. Don't be too hard on the disciples here, right? They're still learning as they go, right? 
But the funny thing is, even though they're still learning who Jesus is, we're not much different. Well, think what we do when, when things go bad, right? When we're in bad situations. What's the first? We start floundering around, getting all tied up in knots, start worrying, you know, that we're going to drown, not necessarily in water, but drown in the world. We get worried. We get bent out of shape. You know, <laughs> I think about it. Every day on the news, the sky is falling, right? And maybe it is, right? That's the world we live in. There are problems in this world. But are we going to drown in it? Are we going to drown in them? Well, remember Peter back in Matthew 14? He gets out of the boat, right? Jesus is walking on the water. Peter says, I want to come out there. Jesus says, go ahead. And so Peter starts walking on the water. And he starts looking around, and he sees these waves and the wind blowing. And what's the first thing that happens to Peter? He starts to doubt, right? And he starts to sink. And Jesus reaches out and saves Peter. Now, let's ask this question again. Who is in the disciple, who is in the boat with the disciples? Jesus, right? Jesus is in the boat. And so we need to start thinking about that as we're, you know, as we're kind of navigating life here. Jesus is in the boat, right? He's there. Verse 39. So they asked him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? In verse 39, it says there, he got up, he rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Now, once again, there's no panic here with Jesus. There's no getting twisted up in knots. He asked them the question, or they asked him the question, don't you care that we drown? Jesus gets up, he looks around, he says, quiet, be still. And guess what? It's still, it's quiet. Still dark, right? But the storm calms down. The wind goes away, the waves calm down. Guess what? They're not sinking anymore. They're not going to drown. And it's kind of, when I read this, I think this is like Jesus, he deals with a storm like we deal with a child, right? Quiet, be still. Except in this case, the storm listens. <laughs> and now it's completely calm. Who is this? Who is this Jesus? Who is this guy? The one thing I can tell you is when he says, quiet, be still, it's because it's his creation. When he commands it, it's done. When he says, stop, it stops, right? And that's the power that he has. Now, have you ever done that to a storm, right? Have you ever told a storm to stop? So, Try it. See how it works for you. Next time there's a big storm, go out and say, quiet, be still. I can tell you it's not going to work. Actually, don't do it because it won't work, and I'm not taking responsibility for you standing in a storm. Okay? Don't try it. It's not going to work for you. The reason it worked here is because it's Jesus Christ. That's why it works. He created it. He can control it. What these disciples have just seen, what they have just witnessed is the power of God, right? 
And once again, they're still trying to grasp hold of who they're dealing with, right? You notice that they call him teacher, right? They're still, uh, boy, they're still trying to understand who this man Jesus is. But we know, right? And if they would, if they had a moment to think, you know, maybe they'd go back to Genesis, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The guy that's in the boat with them is the guy that created it. He can control it. In verse 40, it says, He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Dark, stormy, wind, boat sinking. Jesus gets up, fixes it, says, Why don't you have any faith? Why are you so afraid? Well, because we're going to drown. That's why we're afraid, right? We're going to die. Something bad's going to happen to us. That's why we're afraid. But Jesus isn't worried about that. He says, why are you so afraid? Don't you have faith? Ah, ouch, right? Ouch. You're the disciples of Jesus, right? You've seen him do miracles. You've been with him. You've seen these crowds following him. And he looks at you as a disciple and says, why don't you have any faith? Why are you afraid? Not a question I want Jesus to be asking me. And yet, I think that's the question we can ask, right? That's something we can ask ourselves. Why, Why am I afraid? Why don't I have faith, right? What's the problem? Why am I not trusting in Jesus, right? Earlier I asked the question, does Jesus care? The answer is yes. That's why he was here in the first place. So why are we worried? Why are we worried? Why are we scared? This man Jesus is God in the flesh, God the Son, The storms obey him, right? We just saw that. The storms obey him. If you read further in chapter 5, just below this, we see demons fear him. That's the story of the demon-possessed man, and he sends out the legion into the herd of swine, and they run off the cliff. And what's interesting about that is if you read down there, in chapter 5, verse 6. And this is talking about the man. It says, When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of them. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High, God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. These spirits know who, these evil spirits, they knew who Jesus was. They had it figured out. They knew that he could tell them what to do. They were scared. These are things is when we look through, through these Gospels and Jesus is telling us who he is and showing us who he is, we need to pay attention, right? This man Jesus here, he can make the deaf hear. You'll find that in the Gospels. He can make the blind see. You'll find that in the Gospels. He'll heal the leper. You'll find that in the Gospels. He'll feed the hungry, not once, but a couple times. 
He feeds those that are hungry. He defies physics. Who walks on water? Did you ever try that? It's not going to work. <laughs> Jesus can walk on water. So, as we think about this, and, and we think about these disciples in the boat, and their fear, and this question that Jesus asks them, where or in whom do we put our faith? Right? When we're going through a storm, who do we put our faith in? Where is our faith? Why are we scared? Right? So think about this. If the disciples' faith is in the boat, right? They had faith in that boat when they got, you know, when they started out, they had faith that that boat was going to get them to the other side. But now things have went south, right? The boat's sinking. If they have faith in this boat, guess what? It's going to sink. If they have faith in themselves or in each other, guess what? They're going to drown. They're, it's every man for himself, right? They're going to drown if they have faith in themselves. They can't survive this storm. This is a life and death situation. And so when we think back of kind of what we just spoke about, when you see the headlines on the news, right, and it's another disaster, or maybe we're in the disaster ourselves, right? It happens, right? Things happen. We're, we're, we're fallible human beings. We get in bad situations. Where do we put our faith? When we're in the storm, where is our faith? Is it in man and man's inventions, or is it in Jesus? That's where our faith needs to be. And that's why we shouldn't be scared. If we truly, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold on. <coughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. Let's look at verse 41. They were terrified, right? So he says, he, Jesus rebukes the wind, the waves, the storm. He says to the disciples, why are you so afraid? You still have no faith. Verse 41. They were terrified. Now not because of the storm. They're terrified because he stopped the storm. <laughs> and they asked each other, who is this? Right? And that's the title of the sermon today. Who is this? That's the question they asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Who is this? The disciples were terrified. They were still trying to grasp that question. Who is this? And what they had just seen made them even more terrified. Because I think they were starting to realize they weren't dealing with just a man. They're dealing with the Son of God. They're dealing with God in the flesh, and they're terrified. Who is this? Even the winds, how does it say? Even the wind and waves obey him. So they're still trying to get a hold of that. They were in a learning moment. And in the learning moment, the learning lesson was this teacher that they called him when, we, when they woke him up, they said, teacher, this teacher, not just a teacher, he is God. He's God. Who is this? God in the flesh. God the Son. And so, as we finish up looking at this and thinking about this, that's what I would ask, right? When we're in our boat and we're starting to sink, why don't we just trust in the one that we say we do. So, like I said, just to finish this up, if you don't know Jesus, 
If you don't know him, not just a teacher, not just some guy that lived 2,000 years ago, a great prophet. No, no, he's more than that. Yes, he is those things, but he's more than that. If you don't believe and you don't know that Jesus is the Son of God who came to die for your sins, guess what? You need to. You need to know that. That's something that when, when you think about it, you need to think, Jesus. Guess what? He can save the guys in the boat. He can save me. Not just from disasters that are going on, but he can save us from death. He can save us from our sin. If you don't know who he is, you need to know him. And if we do know him, right, if, as, as believers, if we claim to know who he is, we need to start pushing that fear aside when we see these things that are going bad in our own lives, other people's lives, around the world, push the fear aside by having faith. That's what Jesus says. Where's your faith? And we need to believe in the one that we confess. If we confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he created this, we need to trust in that. If we claim him as our Savior, we need to know him. We need to trust him. He knows what's going on. He knew what was going on in that boat, right? Yeah, he was sleeping. He's the Son of God. He knows the situation. He cares. He cares. We're not going to drown. In fact, he made sure of that. He made sure that we are not going to drown. There's four Gospels here. Every one of those four Gospels, last I checked, ends with the cross and starts again with the resurrection. The one thing that we can't handle, and there's lots of things, I shouldn't say the one thing, things that we can't handle, things that we can't control, death being one of them, paying for our sins being one of them, he takes care of it. All these Gospels end the same way. He's crucified. Guess what? He conquers death. He pays for the sins. That's the way they end. He's in control. He's in charge. You go clean to the end of the book. Guess what? He's coming back. He's going to make it right. All things are going to be good. That's the, how this works. He cares. That's who he is. And so he made sure of that. Not only can he stop storms and heal and toss out demons, he conquered death. And he made a new covenant. He makes a new covenant, one that he told us to remember. He told us to remember his new covenant. Right before the cross, he's gathered with the disciples in the upper room, and he breaks bread with them. And he says, this is a new covenant. And so this morning, as we close, we're going to remember that. And I hope you guys know. When, when you ask yourself the question, who is this? I hope you know that. I hope you know it's Jesus Christ, right? That's who it is. And he's got it under control. And he's going to show us that.